Hey guys, welcome back to our Midweek Wadi College podcast. My name is Caroline Head. I'm a communications intern here at Watkinsville First Baptist Church, and I've got our college pastor, Vic Doss, on the podcast today, along with communications pastor, Joel Shinpo. And we are going to be unpacking something from James 4, which was what our sermon was over this past week. So it would be great if we could talk through this a little bit more, this idea that James presents in chapter four, where he says that if you're friends with the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Now, that's could be a little confusing to some people because you would think that like Jesus says, go therefore make disciples of all the world. Like, so aren't we supposed to go in the world and make disciples? What's the balance there of loving people, but not being friends with the world? So Someone might, you know, here's, here's an example for you. Okay. So someone might say, um, I'm, I may look like everybody else out there in the world, the college scene right now when I'm out there partying, but I'm doing it to love people. So are they loving people or are they friends with the world when they're out there partying with their friends? So this is a great question because it's, we can all admit it's hard to love people and not be friends with them. What James is getting at and what the Bible, uh, I think, talks about when it talks about loving um, the world in the context James is using it is this. It's a value system. It's what's your heart attached to. Um, are you loving the things of the world? That makes you a friend of the world. When James is telling us, he's already cited the the royal law a couple of times, and that's where Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. The difference there is you're not loving a value, you're loving a person. And Jesus loved people. He moved into circles that were, well, every circle he was in because he was God, uh, you know, truly God, truly man. So every circle he was in was tainted with some sin, but he brought the values of heaven and God into every circle he was in. So he wasn't corrupted by it. And I think what James is saying is when you adopt the world's value system, anything you can, you start leaning into that says, well, this isn't that bad. I'm trying to love people by adopting uh their ways and kind of joining in the rebellion, if you will, then you begin to move away from God. You begin to move toward the world's value system. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But there is this idea that James even introduces that when you when you become friends with the world, you move away from God. God doesn't move. You're the one moving. And and so really what's going on is you don't do you really believe that the values, the royal law, let's just use James' language. The royal law is the best way to live. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that the way of Jesus is the best way? If you do, then you ought to be able to move into the circles where your friends are that don't know the way of Jesus and say, man, I, you're not going to believe how great this is. You're going to bring that culture into those circles. There's going to be this magnetic pull toward Jesus because that's that's what happened with Jesus. People were just drawn to his way. That's why you you know you have these every encounter with him. The broken marginalized people they leave 
their stuff and go with him. And I, and I just think we, we've got to get to the point where we really believe that Jesus' way is the best way. It's more satisfying than anything the world has to offer. I have a great exercise. I'm going to get Caroline to help me with this. All right, so we're in the communications office right now. One of the things we talk about from time to time is branding. And you're, you've been working on some of that at, in school right now. Yes, so I So there's, there's a certain type of branding. Like if, with strong branding, you know what belongs to what. So like give me an example of that. Like Coca-Cola. Yeah, I was about to say Coca-Cola. You see the red and white. You yeah. see a polar bear. You see Santa Claus, anything like that. And you know it's Coca-Cola. You no, know it's Coca-Cola. So if, if there's like a strong branding to it, then then you know it belongs to that. And so think about it like this. Think about the branding here, right? When you think about the idea that Vic was bringing up with values, um, we're, we're either saying, are we in line with the values of the kingdom of God or are we in line with the values of like the kingdom of this earth, right? And they should be pretty clear. The, the, the values of the kingdom of God are loving people where they're at. And you see what Jesus did to meet people where they were at. But then the values of the kingdom of this earth are pretty clear too. You know, if you see people grappling over themselves in their own selfish interest, they're um, coveting, uh, he talks about that this week, coveting and, and not obtaining, if they are uh, promoting themselves, uh, you know, all those things that line up in, in like our own worldly desires. And so when you evaluate where you're at, you can kind of look at it that way. Uh, are you living in the kind of life that's friends with what the world is valuing, or are you the, living the kind of life that is friends with what the kingdom of God values? And and does, is that clear in in the way that like your life is branded, if you will? That's a great illustration. the The whole idea, and James has been he's been hammering on this. This is a, in fact, it's the it's the name of our series, how life works. James has been saying, if, if you're a believer, this is your brand. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's what you should look like. People yeah. are gonna know it when they see it. Right. And and there's no and there shouldn't be that much of there should be a very clear distinction between us and the world. And and the lines really aren't that blurred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um so James is a wisdom book, so at times it does take like wisdom to know where it does seem blurry. But for the most part, like James, he goes off and like, don't you understand? Like, you know, if you're cursing people and tearing them down with your tongue, then you're like, that's that's probably one way he means in which you're going to be friends with the world. Uh, so it, just the various examples he's brought up already. Like right. if you're caring for orphans and widows, you that's that's online in brand with the kingdom of God. Yes, and that's a that's a Jesus value. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so it is pretty clear. At times we do need wisdom, but uh, overall you should be moving towards the kingdom of God. And the, and the problem is, I said this earlier, the problem is we want black and white checklist. And the reality is about 90% of our lives is lived in the, in the gray mm -hmm. middle where there's not a real clear black and white, but it is, you said, you said it's, it's why wisdom matters. Yeah. yeah. We go back to uh, James 3, and it says that, uh, you know, no man can tame the tongue. So we in that talk that we did, that's what we harped on. We were harping on the idea that 
that if we can't do it, we need wisdom himself. We need Jesus himself to, to come and do it for us. And so he's our wisdom. If, if you, you soak yourself up in Jesus yeah. and then, and then you'll, you'll know like what I, how, how do I walk this out every day? You'll know it when you, when you like just soaking himself with who he is and what he's about. And I would say this, that if, if you're in a place right now where you feel like that connection's missing, James doesn't leave you there. James says, if you will draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And you may be thinking, well, I thought God was always near. Um, the story of the prodigal is the best explanation for what's going on there. You, if you remember the prodigal, that, that's probably the best picture of friends with the world we have. He goes to the father, says, give me my inheritance. I'm going to go find myself. And basically tells his dad, you're dead to me. And takes off. And uh, to abbreviate the story some, he finds himself uh, in a field with pigs, wishing he could eat the food the pigs are eating and longing for his father's house. And the, the writer, it's Luke says, he came to his senses and said, I'll go back to my father's house and ask to be a servant. So when the prodigal son comes back, when the father sees him from a distance, so the father's the father never moved. The father's still there. When he sees the son, he comes off the porch, if you will, toward the son. And that's what James is saying, that if you'll just take a step toward God, he's going to do what this, the father does in the prodigal story. He's going to come toward you. And, and your friendship with God will be restored. So if you're in that place right now where you're thinking, man, I don't really feel like God's my friend. It may be because you're a friend of the world and you need to you need to move toward the porch so dad will come meet you. Word. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. We hope hearing that is helpful as you guys continue to live your life out for Jesus. We'll see you back here next week.